Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio And good morning, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning. Uh, One, what has stood out in my mind all day long happens to be the uh, ex-presidential hopeful Tulsi uh, Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party. She says that she can't take it anymore. And for the reasons that she articulated is exactly what I've been trying to explain over the last couple of months. This is not personal, but the Democratic Party has become a party where it's very hard to support Democrats when you consider the progressives, when you consider the 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 crime and we can go when you consider the southern border all issues that she went through miss gabbard uh in terms of a listing and i'm going to let you hear her in uh just a second because i want you to hear it because she is articulating the modern day problem with democrats folks you can't be surprised with the headline that's out this morning, that killings in the New York City subway system have skyrocketed to the highest level in 25 years. To those of you, the one or two, the Peters from Harlem and so Dominic, why, why, why do you talk about crime? Well, here's why. Because I see a problem and I'm trying to put a spotlight and to highlight the problem because crime is completely out of control. And Mayor Adams, it is time to give the nightclubs a break. We need to see you doing your day job. We need to see you with police officers. The last person, Mayor Adams, that we need to see you with these days is standing side by side by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg as you did yesterday in Times Square for the announcement that it's going to be a gun-free zone. Why in the world, considering that Alvin Bragg is a political liability, especially, Mr. Mayor, to your agenda, why in the world would you have a news conference with him standing right over your shoulder? It just doesn't make much sense. Remember the crew Folks, the Green Goblin crew, the females dressed up with the leotards, all green. I, I, I'm still trying to figure that one out, but uh, they, they reportedly attacked the uh, two young ladies on the train. Well, one of the members, surprise, surprise, has been released without bail, released without bail. And I'm going to spend a minute or two focusing on the migrant situation because things are falling apart here in New York City. They were already falling apart with the shelter system. Wait till I tell you what's happening to the schools. And you knew this was going to happen, and it did not have to be this way. It did not. A lot to get to this morning, but let's start with uh, Tulsi Gabbard. In terms of the former Hawaii congresswoman announcing that she is done with the Democratic Party. I want you to listen to her exact 
words. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Wow. We are taking your telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And in a, in a moment, I am going to let you hear what the Vice President Kamala Harris uh, said on uh, Seth Meyers, uh, his program, his late-night program, because to me it's indicative of the problem. There are some of you that are going to say, Dominic, come on, you know, you got to get with the times and, and, you know, come on, Dominic, it's 2022. But it's indicative of the problem, what I heard the vice president say. I'm going to get to that in just one second. But when you play the game, or I should say plural, games, when you play the games of the city, of New York talking about you're a sanctuary city. We welcome and embrace everyone. We welcome and embrace everyone. That sounds nice. It's catchy. And it works when you only have a handful of people coming to your city. But what about now? It works. We're a sanctuary city. It works as long as another governor Another mayor on the border is dealing with the real problem, and you're thousands of miles away. But what happens when the problem comes to your backyard? Do you think the migrants are going to stop coming? Or do you think they're going to say, come on down, we have hit Lotto. We're going to Nueva York. We're going to New York. Which one do you think they're going to say? So first, Mayor Adams was complaining about the shelter system not being able to handle the load because of the migrants. Now it's the school system, and you knew this was coming. New York City schools struggling to cope with an influx of almost 5,500 Migrant, migrant kids. Uh, according to some of the teachers, we've all got migrant students in our classrooms in Manhattan. The teachers don't speak Spanish. There are no resources helping us out right now. It's a very challenging situation. You knew this problem was coming. Hey, but you boast that you're a sanctuary city. So now deal with it. But it's coming at the expense of each and every one of us. This is not fair to taxpaying citizens. Moral decay. No respecting of laws. If you want to know what's wrong with America, and we're going to go to the telephone calls in just a second, I circle back now to the vice president from last night on Seth Meyers. I want you to uh, listen to what she had to say. Let me just start with saying this. I strongly believe, in the, and the majority of Americans agree, 
Uh, nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed, right? Oh, it sounds great, Madam Vice President. It sounds fantastic. But we are a society of laws. And this is the problem. And I warned, I tried to ring the alarm bell about legalizing marijuana. You've got kids walking around, young adults, just blowing uh, marijuana smoke out, you know, whether kids are around. It, it, It really doesn't matter. It's all about them. It's all about them. And now the vice president, you know, no one should go to jail for, uh, for smoking marijuana. Granted, you should not have a criminal record that's going to last your entire time for, uh, for smoking marijuana. But we are looking at a system where our norms are being destroyed. Oh, Dominic, you, you, you're being, you're being too, too tough. You're being too hard. I don't think so. I think that this is all part of the problem. And so the school system in New York City, 5,500 migrant kids. You think it's going to slow down or do you think it's going to be 10,000? Then what are you going to do when it's 20,000? Do you think they're going to stop? They are not. If you're in their shoes, and that's what I say to everyone, or I always say, put yourself in the other person's shoes. If you are a migrant, what do you have to lose? What do you have to win? You can make it to New York. If if you happen to get pregnant and a child is born here, I believe the system calls for them to be a United States citizen upon birth. And so... Uh, Some of the teachers at PS33, uh, Chelsea Prep, are stating that they are overwhelmed. Surprise, surprise. That they've all got migrant students in their classrooms. The teachers don't speak Spanish. There are no resources. And parents, taxpayers, by the way, are frustrated. One outraged mom says that um, the migrant kids easily identified by lime green ID tags that hang from their necks have greatly increased the size of her daughter's class. What about that? Classroom size from 15 to 20 kids. And this mom claims that the teacher is now giving lower level work due to the to the uh, migrants that they're making the curriculum curriculum easier and so as a result the work is too easy this one mom is complaining about for her daughter that it's ridiculous and some parents are considering pulling their kids out and sending them elsewhere on top of adding insult to injury Mayor Adams says migrants are coming to every community. Emergency shelters to open without warning. If that's not ringing the alarm bell, I don't know what will. Emergency, emergency shelters without warning. The mayor says every community is going to see asylum seekers. So why are we dealing with this problem? Because the border is basically not as controlled as it should be. And because we have posturing politicians, oh, sanctuary city, we welcome everybody. Who's, as I said months ago, who's going to pay for it? Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin with our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Always a pleasure to hear you. Um, Regarding the migrants, several things came to mind. I'll try and be, be brief here. There's a um, public service announcement that plays overnight here on a lot of the radio stations talking about, uh, one, uh, why, if we have food in this nation, do one out of six children suffer with hunger? It talks about ways to look for the effects of hunger in children. 
if we're not properly taking care of our own, what are we doing with another 5 million since Biden's gotten in office? And be very clear, it's been over 2 million this fiscal year, which isn't even over yet. That's not including the 800,000 gotaways this year. And then those that came in before. Um, if you listen to um, Mark Morgan and Tom Homan from um, ICE and Custom and Border Patrol, the figure is 5 million. 5 million. If we go through another, what, three years with him, think of where we're going to be. And we're not taking care of our own. You and I have talked about before veterans. What kind of emergency shelters do they open up when veterans are in need? We've got 22 veterans taking their their lives every day here. Um, Do you think if they were treated as well as illegals that they would be doing that? I don't think so. And it's the same thing with the school system. We had Lynn. Uh, Massachusetts, the whole school system almost went down. There were so many illegals that came in over a short period of time. And they're always uh, teaching below. You know, they have to do the English as a second language, immerse the kids, but that means that the kids are already there, aren't learning correctly. But what the heck? They're just American citizens. What do they really matter? And and let's one last thing. Do Besides the money, as you know, um, Eric Adams has already asked for a billion, with a B, a billion dollars to handle migrants. Okay. And he's only in New York City, right? So that's a billion dollars for the city. And I mean, that when you look at that figure, people have to remember, where does the billion dollars come from? It comes from you. It comes from me. It comes from every decent taxpaying citizen that goes off to work and does the right thing with their life. Um, And it's not magic. I mean, it doesn't grow on trees. Agreed. And, Agreed. Yeah, and last but not least, Dominic, the, the violence factor, there will be, look what just happened in Sweden. They had more migration there than any other European city. And someone, you know, sometimes take a look at the crime statistics and wonder why they've got taken a complete opposite route there. Um, what happened on the Vegas Strip the other day, three critically wounded, two dead at 1130 in the morning, knifed to death by the legal. It's going to happen, and it's going to get worse. And we'll just, because of Biden, you know, he's got that flash and welcome sign down there, the neon sign. It's not going to stop anytime soon unless we all demand it. So, well, well, Jennifer, all. thank you. Thank you for the uh, for the call and for the comment. And um, what you just articulated is really common sense. It is the reality of the situation that we find ourselves in. We see all the calls from Yonkers to Staten Island to the Bronx. And uh, let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy is calling this morning from the Bronx. Good morning, Jimmy, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I just, you know, my comment with regards to the immigration thing is you have these these politicians, these talking heads come out here and they they make all these promises. They their mouths are writing checks that the taxpaying citizens can't cash. And it's good to come up here and say, Yeah, we're a sanctuary city, come on, come on, come on, everyone. We we could take care of the whole world and we don't have the infrastructure for it at the end of the day. At the end of the and, day, Jimmy. At the end of the day. You can't be honest about it. You know, just say, Hey, we want to help, but we can't. And that's just the reality. We can't help these people. We can't even help our own citizens. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound uh, Jimmy, very cold for, for stating this. But, but it is, in part, how I feel. Uh, now, I know that politically an Eric Adams or a Democrat uh, could never say this because um, it wouldn't play well with their base. But when the buses arrive... Why not turn them around? I, I mean, we cannot continue. If you think, thank you for the call, Jimmy. If you think that the migrants are going to stop coming, you are only kidding yourselves. And the numbers are going to increase dramatically. It is going to put a further burden on all city services. And why are we putting ourselves through this. So I mentioned the Green Goblin crew. Those are the, I almost said young ladies, but but some of our female callers have told me in the past not to refer refer to them as young ladies, Uh, uh, women, animals, whatever. 
But the lawyer, the lawyer says, ah, oh, the media is not being responsible. You're referring to my clients as animals. Yes, I am. I am. So the young ladies on the subway, and I don't get it why you would wear a, a, a full green leotard, which stands out, and once the police can identify you through your voice or once one arrest is made, the entire crew goes down. And so they are accused. And, Matt, you know, may, maybe you can help me. Is there a logic that you can see to why they, okay, we don't get to see their face, but why would you wear a full green leotard? I, I have really no idea. The only thing I could say is that leotard looked like something they used for green screen, which, you know, you're right. familiar with. Right. For, like, a special effects. Right. That's what it looks like. Right. Because it's a full body, their head's covered. That's what it looks like. So I don't know if they thought maybe somebody was filming it, and now they could put, some other kind of creature in their place. Oh, so maybe you know what I'm so, saying? So they want to be Hollywood stars. Right. Something like that. That's the only thing I could think of. Because like you just said, once they get identified, you know the rest of the crew. One person gets caught, they're going to crack and, and give up one everybody person else. person has been caught. So Kenneth is younger, our call screener. He's younger than, than you and I are. So Kenneth, explain this to me. Why would they wear leotard? I don't get it. To be honest, Dom... It makes no sense to me either because you're only giving yourself away further. If they commit another crime, we know it's the Green Gang. We know who did it. Right. For Halloween, maybe they'll dress up as something else. Maybe they'll be scarecrows or something. Well, hey, guys, I I appreciate your two cents here. So one of the alleged members has been arrested. She turned herself in. She was, of course, cut loose on supervised release after being arraigned on a second-degree robbery charge. Her lawyer, John Russo... Newsflash says that she did nothing wrong except being there, that his client has no record, that his client attacked no one. Listen in his own words. There's nothing wrong and being called an animal and a savage in the press is beneath every member of the press and every person in the city. That kind of, yeah, if you've watched the videotape, if you spent one minute watching the videotape, you'd know that my client harmed no one, attempted to assist the victim, and is on tape saying, I want no part of this, I want to get out of here. Okay? The press, the press is better than calling these, these young girls Who called animals and Oh, so they're young girls now. They, they, they're young girls now. Boy, defense lawyers can be very interesting. So, so, um, let me be very clear. Animals and savages. That's what they are. Let me be very, very clear. I mean, Matt, can you believe the lawyer is chastising the media? Don't, don't call my clients, uh, animals and, how, sa- and how, savages. How dare you? How dare you? How, they're beating people on the trail. How dare you call them savages? I mean, so, so what else, what else do you call them? What, what else? What, should, what else? There is nothing else. There's nothing else. You're 100% right. They are animals and savages and need to be taught a lesson. You don't do this to people. Right, right. You don't do this to people. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77. I, the lawyer, don't call my client animal or savage. Okay? How dare you? How dare you, right? Let's go to uh, Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I'm kind of torn on the immigration issue because I've worked with guys from Guatemala. They've told me horror stories of what happens in Guatemala with family members putting putting into gangs or threatening their relatives that they'll kill them if they hey, don't Mike, follow Mike, certain I, rules. Mike, I understand what they got to do with us. <clears throat> I know, but if we put ourselves in their situation, we would do what was best for our kids. We try to get to this country to make their life better. So, Mike, so and, our uh, kids are supposed to suffer in school uh, and the lesson be dumbed yeah. down because, because of these uh, uh, migrants coming here? No. I mean, no. I, 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 I respect you. You, you. At least you're trying to articulate the position, and you said you're torn. So please continue. Well, I believe in law and order. I want the wall. I'm, uh, you know, I voted for Trump, but it's just I've met plenty of people at my job that have told me horror stories of their country. 
And I, I kind of see where, as a parent, they would try to come to this country to make it a little easier. I mean, if I were to harm someone in, or kill someone in this country, it wouldn't matter if they were legal or illegal. The police are going to come get me, and they don't have that in their country. There is no law and order. They have to pay the police to to pay them off in order to follow the rules. Okay, so our taxes are continuing to go up. Our way of life is being ruined and we're supposed to say kumbaya to every every injured person throughout the world that's looking to flee and come to America. Dominic, there there has to be a solution amongst Republicans and Democrats. I'm sure they could find something here we can work out. Hey, hey Mike, I, I appreciate your call, and I wish it were that way. But they're not going to stop coming, no matter what solution there is. They're not going to stop coming. Let's go to our friend David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. All right, there's a lot to unpack here, but I'll make it brief. This issue about migrants coming here and, quote, stealing services like our education and spots in our homeless shelter is a red herring because the people who are complaining about these people stealing services like Jennifer in Boston, these people don't want these services no matter what they claim for Americans. There's a reason that the shelter system was overburdened before the migrants showed up. And you're talking to someone that spent three years in a Bronx homeless shelter, okay, as the as one of the few blind people in a shelter full of criminals, the majority of whom were American citizens. They bring people directly from prison to homeless shelters, from the prisons upstate. They drop them right off at the homeless shelter. They do. Okay? They do. And let me tell you something. I have never been arrested, convicted, or anything. And I was probably the only person in there like that. And you've got people in these shelters, American citizens, who are, for instance, they get $250 plus a month in food stamps, okay? They also get three meals a day, which the city and state pay for because they have to sign off on it. Why are we giving food stamps to people who are already being given food? It's a scam just like everything else that goes on in this city. Okay, but, it, but at least, but at least, David, at least they're American citizens. See, that, that's the, the point. Listen. That's the point that you're missing. No, no, that, I'm not missing that point because we have a policy, and listen, I don't agree with it, but it's a court order. We have to make a shelter space for anyone who wants it. It doesn't say they have to be American citizens, and we need to be very careful. Like your previous caller was just talking about the immigration system, it needs to be fixed. This is actually the responsibility of the federal government. If they're going to admit these people, which some of them have legitimate asylum claims, like the ones from Venezuela, they need to settle these people all over the country, not just pack them off to the towns at the border or have governors like Abbott and DeSantis ship them up to New York and Washington, D.C. This is something that needs to be solved, but we're not going to solve it by complaining about how people are stealing services or our schools are being overfilled. Our schools are being overfilled before this. And, and mm. you know, I know you're a Republican. You guys don't want to spend money on these services anyway. But wait, 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 David, David, David. Please don't broad brush me into saying you Republicans. I am a registered Republican, but I go issue by issue, and I'm very independent. So please don't tell me what I want to spend money on and what I don't want to spend money on. I can tell you this, David, and I thank you for the call. I can tell you this much, and and I would love to continue with you, David, but I've got to take a break. I can tell you this much, that I'm tired of paying the taxes that I'm paying. And, and, and it, you know, my, my school district is East Ramapo, which is one of the worst in the entire state. And the taxes that we are paying in, in Rockland County are ridiculous. And I am tired of the argument of, well, still let them come in. Somebody's got to pay for it. And I don't want to pay for it. That's on a personal level. Me. But, of course, I don't have a choice because we, we live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the world. But at some point, the the bill is going to be too much. And when you have posturing politicians like progressives in these cities that now they're basically being told, put up or shut up. 
You said you were a sanctuary city, so deal with it. But they're not the ones that's really dealing with it because we are the ones that are going to be inconvenienced. And I do want to tell you, folks, uh, please join the Red Apple Media family today, today, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as we pay tribute to the life of our colleague, Bernie McGurk. Listen all day long as as those who were closest to Bernie on and off the air join us for a special day of programming Charles McCord, Chris Mad Dog Russo, Bo Dietl, Mayor Eric Adams, Mike Breen, Warner Wolf, and many more will remember Bernie's life and broadcasting career. 77 WABC remembers the life of Bernie McGurk, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. today on the radio, and it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano, Sunday through Thursday, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Here, Frank pays tribute to Bernie McGurk. Bernie's wisdom is really what defines him. And his love of family. He didn't care at all if he lost this job, especially after his house was paid off and after his kids' tuition bills were paid. People would say after this radio station was being sold and it was thought that maybe they wouldn't keep the Bernie and Sid show on, I would talk to him during this period, even though I was working at a different radio station. I would say, are are you nervous? Are you worried? No. And I believed him. He said, look, my house is paid off. Kids' tuition bills are paid. I think I can get work doing something else. And I might not even need to work. And that is such a refreshing attitude when the rest of us obsess over this stuff. Talk Radio 77 WABC They say this is a big, rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light, city life, I gotta make it now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, going right back to the uh, telephone calls before we get to the Herschel Walker situation in which Herschel Walker claims that he he knows the identity of the woman and says that she is lying about the abortion. I'll give you the details uh, in just a second. And I was listening to a commentator. Uh, one of the commentators that appeared, Eric Erickson, on CNN. And, and, and of course, this is the race against um, uh, the current Senator Raphael Warnock. And, and for for Herschel Walker, it may not be over yet, but I'll, I'll come back to that in just a second. Let's go to Nick in New Jersey. Good morning, Nick. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'm a blue-collar worker. Um, uh, I do mechanics and auto body uh, illegal aliens. I never hear about how much money they make. They're making more money than me. I work with guys making seven hundred a week, nine hundred, eleven hundred dollars a week. They pay no no tax. They do not pay income tax. In New Jersey, years ago, when you had an employee with a fake tax number, that you would get a letter from the state. This number's fake. They will let them go. The past five years now, the state of New Jersey disregards all fake tax numbers. They do not pay taxes. Their kids are given free computers. They're put immediately put into schools. They get free health care. All their family are completely covered with health care. The more kids I have, the more I have to pay health care. I have no health care today. I cannot afford it. I I know exactly what you mean, Nick, and a lot of Americans are in that position as it relates to health care. Health care, they're also getting they – they do get uh, food assistance also. And also, the, I work with three brothers now. A fourth brother just came into, the, came into America the past three months. He wants to come to work with us. We don't have any work for him, for another. And he has a free phone. Now, the other three are trying to get phones. They're being given phones. Our, our uh, veterans don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they get uh, free phones and get uh, taken care of as well as these as these illegal aliens. And I have to pay for my own tools. All these shops now. If you go into uh, West New York, the capital of New Jersey, for illegal aliens, all the body shops and mechanic shops, all the employees are illegal aliens. I know because I work with these guys. 
Hmm. I don't so, think any so, of them so, are So, Nick, but before I move on to the next call, what's the answer in your opinion? Trump is the answer. <laughs> Interesting. And you, and you know what? You know what? Hey, Nick, I appreciate the call. At least as it relates to the, the border, at least as it relates to the border, I agree with you. At least on that one issue, the border, I agree with you. Let's go to our friend Audrey calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? How are you? I have to say this, Nick. I think he should take that up with the person that's hiring the illegals because if he don't own the company, it seems to me like he's a little jealous. And people are doing that, and it's the companies that are, are, are paying these um, um, people off the books. Okay, so it's not their fault. But another thing I have to say, the same thing with the green girls, those are the ones that, that attack the people on the bus. Because I on, came on in the, the middle train. of that. On the train. Okay, yeah, okay, I got it. The, the, the animals and all that is really dismissive, but um, they're just a-holes, you know, just total a-holes that, sorry, they didn't get to, to get part of their life together and hope maybe one day they will, because that's stupid. But another thing, how is it that Jenny knows so much about Eric Adams? I think she should come visit New York City. <laughs> Wait, okay, oh, I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear the name. You said, how does, uh, you said, how does oh, Jennifer... To know how does Jennifer knows anything about New York City? She lives in Boston. She always talking about Mayor Adams. I just have to pick at her because I love her calls and everything. But this this nonsense here. I just wanted something. The um, Statue of Liberty is about to open again. It's you know? opened. Okay, who's supposed to go there? The type that really. Who's supposed Immigrant. to go there? A- anyone. You, okay. You... Well, I I never been there because I didn't pass that 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 route. But I mean, really. We have to take care of people as a humanity thing, and it's, it's not okay. Just- but Audrey, but but here's the beef that I have with you. You you know I love you, but here here's the beef. This this attitude that America has endless money, and we can just take care of everybody. I I don't understand where that comes from. It comes from the government. Haven't you heard? Bring your poor, bring your people that don't have anything. Oh. That's been in the books for a long time. Mm. Mm. So that's how I see it. Love you, Dominic. Have a good night. Okay, thank you, Audrey. Thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to, well, you know what? Before, I was about to go to Roger in Massachusetts, and I see the calls from California and Long Island, Yonkers, Queens. Before we do that, I am going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter, we will continue with your calls. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The Senate race in Georgia, Herschel Walker is claiming that the ex-girlfriend who identity he says he knows is lying about the Abortion. The Senate uh, hopeful said Tuesday he knows the identity of the person alleging that he reimbursed her for the cost of the abortion procedure more than a decade ago, but says he has not spoken to the ex-girlfriend since the news broke and accused her of lying. Mr. Walker says, I know nothing about an abortion, he told ABC News. Uh, I knew it was a lie, and I said it was a lie, and I just moved on. It's sad that people say October surprise, but you are destroying families. And uh, continuing with Herschel Walker, his comment, this race is too important for me to give up or for me to stop. So October surprise is not going to phase me. I was watching uh, CNN, a panel discussion, and one of the uh, commentators, Eric Erickson, uh, radio broadcaster, he made a very good point that this race may not be over, especially for the voters of the state of Georgia. Look, I, I find both candidates here terrible candidates. Um, I, I'm, I'm appalled that both parties have the candidates they have. But when you're a voter and you've got the binary choice of a guy may have done this 13 years ago versus a guy wants you as a taxpayer to pay for it tomorrow, I, I think voters have a, have a right to say, you know, I don't like either of these candidates, but I don't want to pay for this, and Raphael Warnock wants me to. And that's interesting. So we'll we'll see what happens. Do not write uh, Herschel Walker off yet. Let's go back to the telephone calls. We are taking your calls. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind? 
Hey, good morning, Don. Always good to hear you. Good morning. Um, so I wasn't going to call, and then, you know, I just like listening to you, but um, we got like three, four callers in a row, and these these liberals, they sound, they sound like children. I mean, they, they talk like children, and it's just, it, it's almost like, I'm not saying they're like the elite politicians that, you know, that never get touched by the policies that they make, but it's almost like they're, they're sheltered. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that the people that called aren't rich and, and you know, getting, like, whatever around with security. But it, it sounds like nothing touches them. Like, they don't have kids that are in the system that have illegals there. It sounds like, you know, they're not walking the streets and seeing the illegals every single day. It sounds like people that work from home, there's something that's a common denominator with all of them. And it's like they don't understand how society works. You cannot just open the borders to these people, and you cannot just let kids in. And I mean, you know, I work in a school, Dom. Yes. I work in a school. I see this every single day. I mean, it's ridiculous. We're getting five, ten kids every couple weeks, and they come in, the brand new phones, the brand new this, and what's the first thing they do? They join the gang. They join. It's the first thing they do is they, they they join the gang because they got nothing else to do. They got brand new clothes. They got brand new phones. And every single parent that comes to pick them up, they pick them up in the middle of the day. They got no jobs. And I'm not knocking anybody because I would do the same damn thing. If I was from another country, I would do the same thing. But that's not how the world works. You can't just open the doors and let everyone in or else society crumbles. And I don't understand how these callers call up and they try to defend these policies. It makes no sense. And the last thing I'll say, Dom, because you know I'm always in and out, is once again today my wife had to go on a trip today and we had to pay for an Uber for her to go all the way down. I'm not even going to say how much it costs. Because you can't walk on the streets in New York City right. anymore. It's right. that bad. These people, I'm not I'm not going to say they're idiots. I know you don't like the name calling, but your call is. But there is something wrong with these people that call them. They are literally acting like children. I love you, Don. Well, day. love you too, Hudson. Uh, and send, send our regards to your wife. And um, and again, I'm still sorry over what happened to you guys um, uh, a few weeks ago. Let's go to, I see we have calls from Long Island, from Queens, Colorado, uh, Massachusetts, Staten Island, Jersey City, Yonkers. I mentioned we would take Roger's call in Massachusetts, so let's do exactly that. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. The reason I decided to call was because, you know, when Jennifer was running through those figures, I thought to myself, you know what? There's way too many now that will ever get ever get deported. What's going to happen eventually is some type of amnesty. Now, here's the second half of my thing, is that in, two, in uh, June of 2020, we got our census participation reminder flyer in the mail. Remember, to take uh, to uh, register, you know, let yourself be counted in the census. Page two... Page two was all information on how to register to vote. Um, and I thought, to, and it said that you can register up to 10 days before an election. I thought to myself, who is going to check the identity, check the identifications of someone, of, of, of a, a registrant uh, who wants to vote in, in, um, in, on short notice? You know, you know how the government is. They, you know, right, but, but Roger, but, but you do, but you do have Even to show ID. But you do have to show ID when you show up. No, not show up for what? When the you vote? show up, when you show up to vote, you have to show ID. Yes, and you have to sign at no, least no, in no, New York State. Not, not in Massachusetts. Not in Massachusetts. Okay. And um, not in Massachusetts. And um, this, and, and I looked online to see how to register to vote. There was nothing. There's no requirement for social security number. There's, uh, and I'm going to contact City Hall to find out and actually directly ask him. How do you know that someone who's not here legally isn't actually getting ready to be registered to vote? I'm going to find out. I don't know if there's any fail safe, and I'm willing to bet that no one's really, you know, that the um, lawmakers don't really care. I think you you actually say, how are we supposed to care for the whole world? These are, are. how does this happen? These are political pawns. That's how it happens. That's why the border's open. These are future um, voters, probably mostly predominantly Democrats. The Democrats are the ones that are ringing the dinner bell, and, and the Republicans are the ones that are, are being portrayed as 
as bad and xenophobes and and they don't like immigration. It's you know, you know what I mean? These are future I, Democrat voters. I, I got you, I, Roger. I, really I, I, I I hear thank you. you. Thank you for the call. Thank Let's go from Massachusetts to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Ken. Good morning, Ken. What's on your mind? Okay. Uh you know, the flip side of the uh illegal problem uh, which a caller described very, very well, uh, is why do the employers um, hire them? And the reason is that because it's too, we've made it too expensive to hire Americans and put them on the books, pay the minimum wage, uh, pay the payroll taxes to the state, to the federal government, uh, and that's what's something that we have to change so that these employers will find it profitable to hire Americans on the well, books. Well, good, good luck with that, Ken. As long as a company can make a dollar uh, by doing something that, that is illegal, because by, by hiring them off the books, um, it is illegal – but as long as a company, generally speaking, thank you for the call, Ken, can get away with doing that, that is exactly what they are going to do. Let's go to Jeff in Jersey City. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Dominic, Herschel Walker, uh, this is the thing. This is hypocrisy. And the false argument going on is about the abortion. It's really not about that, Dominic. Uh, I lived in the 1970s. Uh, I, I'm not sure how old you are. But abortion was commonplace in in, in my circles and no, nobody nobody that that's that's not the issue, Jeff. The oh, abortion okay. is well, the abortion is not now. the issue. The oh, issue okay. is whether or not Mr. Walker, who staunchly yes, but it's got to be quick, Jeff. Go ahead. Okay, quick, quick, quickly. This then is this an issue? And again, I hear white. I can all tell white people are saying. Um, you know, and they're, they're, liberal, they're white liberals. They're attacking Herschel Walker. But for the black voters, is uh, Herschel Walker black enough? Is he an Uncle Tom? Is that what his problem is? He's not black enough? Is that his problem, really? If we're going to be candid about it, yes. that That is, that is. And that's the same thing that almost tanked Obama when Obama first ran. Uh, you know, now, now that we look back, and, and you know, Jeff, I was never going to bring that up. I'm glad that you did. Now that we look back at Obama, if you pull up New York Times articles, there were articles about in South Carolina and so on that he was not considered black enough and that the black community was not feeling Mr. Obama. That's when Michelle Obama came into a big play and uh, and helped him. But now but now now that Obama's left office, history has been completely uh, rewritten that the uh, black community loved him. That was not the case in the beginning. You bring up a good point, Jeff. Thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Alan Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, I just wanted to touch on uh, quickly a uh, uh, former Congresswoman Gifford. Yes. Uh, I wasn't surprised that she's changed parties. I mean, as you know, she ran as a long shot in the Democratic primaries in 2020 for president. Uh, she's uh, several times appeared on Fox News with Tucker Carlson, and she's also uh, taken a, a verbal trashing in the press from Hillary Clinton. So her changing parties, I wasn't surprised as all, at all. Hmm. Okay, well, um, I, I'm still surprised at the way that she uh, uh, trashed the uh the Democratic Party, but 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 I but I hear you, Al. And a second, I'm going to go to Frank Morano. But I see here, Robert in Westchester. He says you don't have to show ID to vote. Uh, Robert, where is that? Because every place I've been to vote in New York State, you've got to produce ID when you sign in to vote. No, I'm a poll inspector. Okay, so so tell in me, Westchester County, and it's illegal for us to ask for people. For ID. Well, in Rockland County, you have got to show identification. So, I, so that's I, that's not to my knowledge. Uh, that's uh, so, so, work, so wait, so I've Robert, been working, so, I've been working as a police so, inspector. Robert, I'm, I'm short on time. So you're telling me in Westchester County, you can just show up and and that's that and just vote. That's correct. That's correct. No, that's not correct. But but well, I think no, I no, thank you wrong. for the you... call, Robert. Thank you. I'm joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Good you, morning, sir. Good morning, Dominic. Um, my understanding of the New York law is 
If you've ever voted before, if you've voted before in any election, you don't need to show up ID. But if you're a first-time voter um, who registered by mail and didn't provide a copy of your ID, then you do need to show ID. And then you have to sign in as well. Right, exactly. Right. Okay, so, I mean... Anyway, what, yeah. what what do you have coming up? Uh, we got an action-packed show. We're going to uh, talk a little bit more about what you were commenting on with Tulsi Gabbard. And uh, we're going to talk about the disappearance of John F. Kennedy Jr., the fellow that we were hoping to talk to yesterday about this, Dustin Bass. He had his days confused in terms of, a, you know, what day was which day. So we, we're going to give him another opportunity to disappoint us today. And uh, Joel Soper had a multimillion-dollar business, landscaping business, I believe it was, Lost it all through sports gambling. He's written this incredible memoir about how he lost all his money and how sports gambling basically took over his life. I was watching the Yankee game last night. Everywhere you look during the commercials, in the game itself, there's ads for sports gambling. Yes. Um, And I have never seen legal sports gambling blow up as much as it has in the last two years. So we're going to get into what the legalization of sports betting may mean for people in general, for the economy, and for America's youth. I'm looking forward to that conversation. I just want to say to Robert, the uh, poll worker in Westchester, I wish I had more time to, to deal with his call but the hour is winding down, and I have very, very limited time. And to all the folks that are holding on, we apologize. We're going to try and get in one more call. You select the uh, – the. Uh... How about uh, Dan in Colorado? Okay, Dan, good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. you got 20 seconds. Hey, Frank. Hey, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. I, I just – you know, I'm out here in Colorado. I'm, I'm, you know, born and raised in New Jersey, and I'm far away from everything. And I just wanted to uh... – I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge uh, the passing of Bernard McGurk. It, it's been more difficult than I could imagine to have someone who's been in my life since I'm seven years old, even though it's over a radio. But uh just wanted to share how important he, he was to me, you know, throughout my life. And uh, just just super sad that uh, that he's gone. And I just appreciate you guys giving me the time. And thank you so much. And hopefully uh, – you know, you'll do everything you can to keep keep his memory alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, stay tuned to WABC as we pay tribute to uh, Bernard McGurk, a great, great person and American. Dominic Carter saying, have a great morning, folks. Keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight is coming up next.